Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm a senior editor at Light Reading. Uh, Kelsey, thanks for having me. I'm TJ Fox. Uh, I'm the SVP and president of uh, IoT for Verizon. Yeah, good to see you. It's great seeing you. Yeah, we've made it to Barcelona, jet lagged and all. Jet lagged and all, <laughs> yeah, but it's good. Uh, it's been, uh, I was here last year. It seems even more crowded this year, which is great. Yeah, uh, definitely. Bringing, seems... bringing everybody back. Yep, yep. Uh, it seems to back to nearly old numbers. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Verizon. Yeah, so uh, I've um, been with Verizon a long time. Um, I, uh, but have, um, sometimes I, people say, wow, 30 years, but it, it, was, it was a crazy 30 years uh, in the mobility business. Um, and I started with a company with Pacific Telesis, uh, one of the breakout for the Ma Bell, turned into AirTouch, mm -hmm. uh, turned into Vodafone, uh, and then Vodafone uh, put their US wireless operations with uh, uh, Bell Atlantic, a mobile, and created Verizon. And uh, I've worked all over the U.S. Uh, started in Atlanta. I was in Denver, uh, L.A., um, Arizona, Chicago, and I've been at our headquarters in New Jersey for the last uh, 10 years. Yeah, excellent. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what's front of mind for Verizon right now in terms of IoT and connected vehicles. Uh, what, what are you excited about on the horizon? Yeah, so I've been in this role, Kelsey, for two years. Uh, we've been in the IoT business, though, for 20 plus years. Um, the IoT business is a quiet business. It's all around us, and we don't even kind of realize at the time, but uh, that business is exploding uh, on us. And uh, I was asked to kind of take uh, all the different ways that we were doing I IoT. In my prior two roles, I ran the enterprise business um, and the mid-market business. About half of each of those IoT businesses sit there. But with our investment uh, in uh, C-band in the United States uh, on 5G, uh, $56 billion, another 30 plus uh, to uh, get that deployed, uh, clear spectrum, we wanted to make sure that um, we had the right uh, platforms, products, services, network support uh, to uh, continue to drive that explosive growth we're seeing. You mentioned it. Uh, one of the key areas and one of the major use cases of uh, 5G C-band uh, will be in the vehicle space, both on the commercial side, uh, long haul, mid-mile, uh, last mile, autonomous, and then on the, um, the consumer uh, side of the business. Because um, those use cases in an always-on connected environment um, that can take advantage of the edge uh, cloud computing, um, and that low latency, high bandwidth uh, scenarios, uh, ultimately um, that 5G um, is going to kind of change the world when it comes to vehicles. Then you have the advent of the EVs, the electric vehicles coming into the market, the software-defined nature uh, of those vehicles uh, that will be there. That always-on connected environment, 4G did a, a certain, could take it to a certain level, a 5G is almost a broadband fiber connection to that vehicle and to allow that vehicle to be more relevant three and five years after it came off the line mm -hmm. because uh, in an always on connected environment, the software updates that will happen uh, will absolutely change uh, the way that it's better, stronger, faster, but quite frankly, safer um, uh, five years after it comes off the line there. So that's what working on <laughs> all day today. I was just finishing up with a group uh, in the other room um, talking about uh, the certifications of our 5G chipsets uh, within their vehicles that are coming off the line here uh, at the end of this year. Um, yeah, so you're staying really busy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's busy, uh, but it's also something that, uh, boy, um, it, it, it's going to change the world. Uh, when I when I when I got when I took the job, I'd seen things that were going on on PowerPoints, and you know within the business things were happening. 
But then to be in the middle of it right now, um, I feel like we're at the beginning stages of wireless. Um, but this is the beginning stages of uh, 5G within a vehicle or autonomous vehicles or robotics. Um, th these are the type of things that uh, ultimately um, uh, will uh, navigate something that uh, my kids, you know, uh, they, they might not ever experience what we experienced uh, as we were driving. And then the safety and the security of those vehicles, I think, will be, uh, uh, will be profound uh, to, to what's happening on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so you mentioned safety and security. Are there uh, security concerns uh, with connected vehicles, um, potential hacking or yeah <laughs> you know. so so been in this business a long time uh I, th there's never a time when you're not concerned about security um however uh this device uh, i have in front of me th this uh, uh this mobile device between here and the network it's one of the safer places on the planet uh, when it comes to security now that doesn't mean uh, there's not other things you want to do as a business um to uh make it even more secure uh, so this is a, a work phone, right? It's got a private network. It has all the capabilities to keep this much different than, let's say, my family's phones that are a little more wild out there. Mm -hmm. uh, the same goes with vehicles and uh, uh, making sure that those vehicles, that the way they're connected, um, uh, they're connected inherently on a, on a very secure network, but those things can also um, be um, uh, put private networks on there. And there's all kinds of features and functionalities that you can add to those depending on the use cases for that. Uh, we are working very closely um, uh, with others and the 5G AA uh, around authentication as a service. Um, this will be real important uh, as we start pushing uh, data to the vehicles um, uh, at, at, at some point in the future that says, hey, um, there was icy roads ahead mm. because a car experienced that or a truck experienced that in front of you. Let's take that to the cloud and let's rebroadcast that out to vehicles that are capable to take that information for either the vehicle uh, to make um, uh, a determination on what to do, or at least to alert the driver to do that. Clearly uh, authenticating and making sure that's a very secure communication um, uh, will be very important. And those are things that we're working right now to establish those standards. Uh, not just with Verizon, but cross carrier. Yeah, that would be great to have in North Carolina because uh, whenever Raleigh gets snow or ice, everybody forgets it, how to drive. It's and tough. Even it, rain. It, it, <laughs> We're it, just not good it, with precipitation. It's absolutely <laughs> tough. You think about, you know, um, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, let's say an expensive vehicle that came out the, off the line had the ability to stop um, when it felt like the car or the person driving the car didn't see something, you know. That that feature and functionality is in the in the uh, the econ, uh, in the in the lower vehicles. Like my daughter, I, I bought her a vehicle. It was the base vehicle, you know, and uh, and it came with that feature mm -hmm. because that's what I wanted. That's exactly what's going to happen. What, what we're describing is communications to the vehicle telling you things mm -hmm. that other vehicles are experiencing in and around that, or the DOT in a particular state wants to say, hey. XYZ, hey, experiencing fog ahead. You think of some of these huge pileups that have happened recently, and what could we have done to say, this is happening in front, we need to tell this vehicle to slow down as it's coming around this curve, everyone's stopped, you don't know they're stopped. Um, the edge computing within the wireless networks and the inbounding of that information in a 5G environment uh, into vehicles, again, uh, I use the term profound because it will change uh, things. We will not. It'll be the, the de facto standard 
And it was like, how, how did we ever not have this before, I think is the way you'll experience yeah. that. I kind of felt like that when I moved from a 1996 Jeep Cherokee to a Prius that actually grades me on my driving and, and your heart efficiency. Breaking. And I'm like, ah, oh, man. So, <laughs> of course, I picked the one car that's going to exactly. give me a grade. <laughs> you know, my, my parents never told me how bad a driver I was, but I sure as heck can tell my mom, <laughs> I can tell my daughter uh, how bad a driver is because <laughs> on the vehicle I have it, it has an app. Uh-oh. It, show, it shows her speeding. It shows her hard braking. And, and it grades her. Yeah. And I was like, your C- minus is no good. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I was like, if you don't get that up to like an A, you're going to lose access to that vehicle. Yeah, that's so wild. Think, yeah, and, and it just becomes, again, uh, the, the standard mm -hmm. uh, that, that moves forward. And, and really, for, for great reasons, right? So. Yeah, and looking broadly at Verizon's um, IoT solutions, how do you navigate some of the um, complexities within um, the network options, uh, like narrowband, for example? Sure. Yeah, so um, that's the beauty of what's happened over like the last uh, six or seven years. There's not a one-size-fits-all um, for IoT or machine-to-machine, -machine, we call it IoT now. It used to be... Okay, uh, you had the 3G network and that was it. Or you had the 4G network and that was it. Uh, and that made modules or the, uh, the COGS, the cost of goods, very expensive because you know you had to be uh, in the high range of things. As we started slicing the network essentially uh, and creating uh, narrowband, CAD-M, uh, LTE, uh, now 5G, and then eventually standalone 5G, that gives this layered cake approach to what the use case it is. And that way, um, we announced uh, a year ago, we have, we have modules now that are in that five to $10 range. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not very powerful, um, but they, you don't have to put a $150 module into that. So the use cases are exploding. Um, think about this, uh, generators uh, for uh, people's homes. Um, it used to be that was an option that you would put a uh, a cellular module in there. It was typically a $500 add-on, and uh, it had an app, and you could say, okay, I'm monitoring my generator. And some people uh, wouldn't get it. Um, I bought a house in New Jersey, and that person uh, got it because of the hurricane that we had with Hurricane Sandy. He didn't buy one that was connected. Okay, still have a generator inside the house. The issue is uh, batteries dead or something's up. Oh yeah, test every Wednesday. But if you're not there to see the test, the app, right, would tell you that. So um, now you see it on their commercials that it's connected. You can, you can control it from here. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty expensive device uh, for someone in a home or business to have that type of. Mm -hmm. That's starting to happen in HVAC units. Mm -hmm. Why is it always on the, yeah, cold, I get the coldest alerts. day of the year, yep. the hottest day of the year? Mm -hmm. Your heat doesn't work. Well, it probably wasn't working as, as the temperatures were going down over a period of time, but you just didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, a number of uh, customers that are already installing low-cost modules. They're monitoring those HVAC units mm -hmm. with certain sensors. They're being connected by this and the dealer that sold them. So there's a recurring revenue. There's customer satisfaction. Um, there's maintenance uh, that go on. Mm -hmm. So ultimately what? Keep that HVAC unit up and running when you need it. Mm -hmm. So that, that's that layered cape approach that's happening within the industry. And I think the, the final thing is not just uh, 5G nationwide, 5G C-band. We have millimeter web uh, that's up there for incredible high volume, uh, low latency areas like 
very dense uh, areas within cities, um, areas where you have major uh, amount of folks coming together. Uh, this device I have right in front of me is a millimeter wave device. Um, so it can experience uh, uh, parts of our network as we continue to deploy that. So again, that layered cake approach meets different people's needs, different use cases needs, uh, where they need to be met, and it's not a one-size-fits-all. Mm -hmm. And where do you see some new opportunities within um, smart utilities, and um, also if you have an update on Verizon's um, ThinkSpace platform? Yeah, so um, the utility business. Just uh, two weeks ago, I was on the West Coast <laughs> of the U.S. Uh, we spent four days at Distributech. And uh, what I will tell you, I've been going off and on to that uh, um, utilities uh, meetings and conventions for a lot of years. I couldn't believe. It's all about connectivity. Um, and there's this triangulation that's going on uh, around the auto business. Um, as we electrify America and we want to move uh, vehicles, electric vehicles onto the grid, um, we want to actually uh, take uh, maybe natural gas from buildings and homes and electrify it. Um, you have that going on with uh, our transition to um, uh, renewable uh, renewables that puts tremendous pressure um, on uh, the grid and uh, the way that we've measured traditionally what's happening within the grid has been in a mesh network environment um, that's kind of a one-way communication that says how much do they use and I'm gonna charge you mm -hmm. now it's how much are they using how much can they give back to the grid how much can they plug that mm -hmm. Prius in that f-150 or they have solar panels on there uh, DERMS is a huge term um, that uh, I had to learn a few years ago, and now everyone seems to know it, but it's distributed energy management, and it's the two-way communication. Cellular is going to play a major role in that, and uh, the utilities are going through a, a revolution, quite frankly, on how they're going to make their grids much more efficient um, so they can handle the electrification that's happening. The worst thing that could happen okay. is, I mean, with the auto, they are on a trajectory to bring a lot of vehicles onto the... I said this in a keynote uh, speech about seven months ago. I said the worst thing that could happen is that the IOUs, the power companies, they say, oh, can't charge your vehicle today because it's hot out, right? Mm -hmm. And we saw that happen a few times uh, this past summer. Those, and what'll happen is the, 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 uh, the demand for the electric vehicles could be stunted because people uh, lose confidence and that by upgrading the grid, um, by being able to take energy off vehicles, buses, solar arrays, et cetera, mm -hmm. put it back into the grid. Um, and we've invested uh, in a couple companies uh, that do this, um, just to, not that we're gonna get in that business, but we're gonna watch those businesses. Ultimately, um, that is gonna be a major challenge for us, the United States, quite, quite frankly, globally, but the connectivity between all of those uh, pieces and parts from the, dis the distribution of the, uh, the grid, the power generation, and ultimately the meters on, on, on the outer side of where they're moving the uh, energy and bringing energy back in mm -hmm. uh, will all need to be connected and uh, uh, the wireless IoT business is going to be that. So we, we are, um, we're in the midst of a lot of different areas. I think the other one is intelligent lighting. Um, uh, we uh, uh, we'll make some announcements, uh, Kelsey, uh, in the coming weeks uh, about some major um, 
uh, wins that we've had, and we're not talking like 10,000, <laughs> you're talking like millions, this will help us. Uh, first of all, light pollution, for mm -hmm. one. Uh, but secondly, um, by updating uh, our street lighting, it makes things safer uh, in certain scenarios, especially in driving, uh, but also um, uh, less energy. Uh, it can be a drag uh, on the grid. And like I said, those are the, those are the type of uh, things that we're going to need to uh, do much better from a, a conservation perspective to make sure we can electrify uh, the grid to handle all the vehicles um, that are going to come on to the uh, come on to the uh, utility. So I, I walked away from that conference. I just couldn't believe it. Everything I looked at, they were talking about connectivity. There were like six car or eight cars, ten cars throughout some of the biggest booths you've ever seen, and. Uh, um, uh, they understand their challenge, and mm -hmm. I would say that they move in the terms of decades, uh, but they're going to have to move much faster because of what's happening with the push to electrification, um, not only from the government, but just what people want and the demands that they want. Are there opportunities to, uh, I suppose, have consumers be more informed about um, their their use of connected vehicles in terms of, you know, maybe it's a peak load time and they should really be charging at a different time of day. Uh, do you foresee the the smart grid operating in a way yes. where where people can take more ownership Absol on, on their and energy usage? It's, it's happening right now. So we had a car in our in our uh, our, our um, uh, booth. Uh, we have um, uh, partnered with a company called Fermata Energy. And they uh, have put together a concept, and it's not a concept, it's real, to where um, essentially uh, you tell your vehicle from your phone, like, hey, I'm not driving it today. I'm in Barcelona, it's sitting in the garage. Uh, let's say uh, the power company needs the power because, um, I don't know, big storm or, uh, you know, uh, it's hot out. Uh, take, take, take the whole thing, right? And then I'll charge it at night, can't store power. Uh, I'll, I'll charge it at night for pennies, mm -hmm. uh, but then you're going to pay me during the day okay. uh, to take the money. It's happening today. Those proof of concepts are out there. And one of the things they do is they show checks that come from the power company on it. That's the beginning stages of an enormous revolution that's going to happen. Um, and people have uh, solar arrays now in their homes, plus they're charging their vehicles, plus they're utilizing... Uh, but it's all connected, and sometimes the power companies, they're getting to the point where they can take energy off uh, the batteries that are happening. Mm -hmm. Imagine school buses. Now, this is this, is this crazy use case. Um, they're big, they need big batteries, but during the summers, not a lot of uses. Yeah. Maybe taking some kids to camp, you know what I mean? It's a great use case because everything, um, uh, if it all becomes electrified, why just allow that... We know this, that the research is in. Your vehicle spends the most of the time sitting in the garage or sitting at work, just sitting there, right? Uh, imagine if that could be uh, something that can be, as Fermata would tell you, um, it's a, uh, a way to generate income uh, against that vehicle um, and or uh, um, uh, it brings the energy needed into the grid to bring more cars onto the grid uh, or electrify more homes. Uh, as opposed to natural gas or oil or uh, that kind of stuff. So that is happening. It's around us. It's not become mainstream, but it will become mainstream uh, very quickly. Mm -hmm. You think of uh, um, there's trucks out there, you know, uh, that uh, I think it's the lightning. You can, you can plug in and run your power tools on the job to do that. Mm -hmm. You can also, if you have the right converters within your home, 
you can power your home as opposed to having a generator on the side in case you needed energy if the power went out, et cetera. And you're gonna be able to control all that. From here, the connectivity within the vehicle and the connectivity of that charger. I think the one thing um, is charging stations. Uh, you, you, you're probably well aware, uh, it's like a desert out there when it comes to chargers, out, especially when you get outside this, the cities. Um, and for us to, uh, and all of those things will need to be connected, and they are, uh, because minimum there's point of sale. Uh, to, you know, they have to point of sale, they need to recognize the car, how do we charge the car, uh, et cetera. Um, but we're working with most of the charging companies and the ones that uh, build them and safety and security is really important. Mm -hmm. So not just adding 4G LTE into those into those uh, charging towers, mm -hmm. but uh, 5G so we can put security cameras in, they can monitor, uh, watch for vandalism, because a lot of times you pull up to those uh, charging stations, mm -hmm. not all of them are working correctly. Uh, the measuring and the monitoring, they'll all need to be connected. Um, and then once they're connected in that environment, they can connect back to the vehicle or, or here and say, this is where you need to go at this point, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it's it's a major challenge, but the ingredients are all there, mm -hmm. right? Um, and the speed in which that's happening, I think uh, uh, that flywheel is starting to really spin. Yeah. And then you had asked a question on ThinkSpace. Mm -hmm. So uh, ThinkSpace is a, a world-class platform. It helps companies um, manage the millions of connections on a daily basis that are on our network. and. Uh, just, just provisioning, activations, whatever, monitoring how they're doing, how they're performing, uh, et cetera. And then we started uh, just this past year adding uh, AI machine learning capabilities for them uh, to where they can do reporting on their stuff, how their stuff is performing uh, on the network uh, as they're uh, continuing to add more and more uh, connections because it has to scale. Uh, it can't be like, oh, I have this one thing over here I need to, and I need to make a phone call. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, for them, it doesn't work for us. But that ThinkSpace platform today is uh, uh, much more capable today than it was just uh, a mere two years ago. Yeah. Shoot, you're really busy. <laughs> <laughs> so many different on. things going on. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but uh, all really but, but interesting. Exciting, and, but, yeah. but incredibly exciting. And uh, uh, as, I, as I tell uh, my kids, you know, it's, it's going to change the world, you know, mm -hmm. uh, which is... Uh, which is exciting, and you're in this business, right? Uh, as you're reporting on it yeah. and telling everybody about it. So, yeah, 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 it's very interesting. Well, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and I hope you have a good rest of your show. You as well, Kelsey. It's great to meet you. We'll thanks talk so to you much. soon.